We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. If you felt God's call to serve the Church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The Church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic Philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the Church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu slash serve. Jesus told a story, and I had this vision of people, like he's telling a story, and they're trying to say, you know what this guy just said? And I could see that story spreading. And of course, how did all the people who came to hear about Jesus, there wasn't, you know, the, the communication abilities we have now. And so you had people sharing the story with somebody else, and people coming and saying, I want to learn more. And, you know, here's a guy walking by listening and going, I want to get more of that. I want to share more of that. So it, this is a great tool for evangelization. In a very, very practical way, we're taking the message of Jesus, the stories of Jesus, and we're, we're simply putting them out there so that people can hear them. And there's a lot of people who very intentionally listen to Catholic Radio, but I'm guessing there's a lot of people who are flipping through the channels, who are walking by the open door of, of the, the tractor cab or whatever right. it is, and they hear something and it triggers and they're saying, that's really interesting, and that's how the crowds grew, and that's how the crowds grow. This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers including Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. Here's a special programming note. This Friday, Real Presence Radio will once again be carrying the March for Life live on the radio, online, and on our app, thanks to great EWTN coverage. New this year, from 8.20 to 11.30 a.m. Central Time in the breaks between coverage, we'll have interviews from several of our listening areas with local people who are in Washington, D.C., preparing for the march that afternoon. Be sure to tune in. Thanks for listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on Real Presence Radio. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined with Michael, Michael Wild. Wild. That's me. And we are having wonderful conversations this morning, deep conversations, moving conversations, really, um, about so many different things. It's uh, just a great joy to be with you this morning. Yes, and I just want to highlight, if, if you just heard the promo about the March for Life coverage on EWTN, we're very excited this year to be able to connect with local marchers at the March for Life in the morning of, of that day to just kind of get a sense of, the, I know there's a, a pro-life rally going on, the, the energy is just going to be electric. And so we're, we're excited to be able to bring that opportunity to our listeners who aren't able to attend 
And you'll probably know, if you're listening to the radio or listening to the coverage, you'll probably know some of the people you'll hear in between the breaks. Right. We've got people calling in or that we'll be checking in with that are coming from Sioux Falls area, from uh, southern, southern Minnesota, from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, um, up in the Fargo uh, Diocese. Any yep, other U- University of Mary. Okay. Uh, we have uh, St. Mary's Central High School is going to be checking in. Great. And... Um, there's there's a couple more. I know there's there's eight total uh, from 8.20 to 11.30 a.m. Central Time. That's in the breaks between the coverage uh, provided by EWTN. But be sure to tune in. It's going to be excited. We're excited. And we're going to bring the local back to you uh, as, as our great, the people we love, the people we know are out there marching for life. I was just going to bring that in to talk about some local stuff. Um, I'm curious, you know, we just heard from Gregory who said that it was like 50 to 60 degrees out there. It is not that here. Um, Seven below when I woke up this morning. All right, seven below. Well, let's find out what's really going on throughout the listening area. All righty. Well, here's your regional weather update on the Real Presence Radio Network. In the Babbitt, Minnesota area, sunny with a high near 7. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low around minus 7. And right now in Babbitt, it's minus 9 degrees. Around Grafton, North Dakota, mostly sunny with a high near 1. Wind chills down to about minus 15. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around minus 3. And the current temperature is minus 13. <laughs> For Burlington, North Dakota, cloudy and cold with a high near 8. Wind chill values down to about minus 15. Tonight, a slight chance of snow after midnight. Mostly cloudy with a steady temperature around 6. Right now, it's 1. For the Bath, South Dakota area, sunny with a high near 11. And wind chills down to about minus 18. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 5. And the current temperature is minus 4. And in the area around Proctor, Minnesota, sunny with a high near 12, and tonight increasing clouds with a low around zero below. And the current temperature in Proctor <laughs> is minus two. 12. 12. I believe 12 was the highest temperature I heard in that whole forecast. 12, but zero below was the one that got me chuckling It makes it there. sound colder than zero above. <laughs> zero below. You also said that in Babbitt, God bless the people in Babbitt, they're low of about seven below, but yep. you also said the current temperature is nine below. So I'm pretty sure their low is... At least so nine. It's, below. it's it's going to warm up a little bit. That's what, that's what that I, means. You know, I'm not the National Weather Service. That that's what they told me. That's, that's how I they said. tell it's you. It's nice to see that most of our listening areas are experiencing the same thing. That's right. A, a blob of cold. Is that what those are? Yes. Arctic blob. The Arctic um, blob. So, well, um, I think it's important to talk about even when we are aware of the cold. Um, there are things that are going on that are heartwarming. There are things that are going on that keep us warm and keep us motivated and keep us resilient. And with us now on the phone is Dan Voss. And Dan is one of those folks that gets out there. Um, and he is involved with the March for Life in Bemidji. So, Dan, we are so grateful to have you here joining us on Real Presence Live. And you have an event coming up in Bemidji that we're going to talk about. Um, so, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you, and uh, I'm very happy to be here with you and uh, Brandon today both. Uh, I think it's great, and yes, we do. We have our, our March for Life coming up in Bemidji, and we're very excited about it. Even though it will be some uh, cooler temperatures <laughs> that morning than it is right now, even. Yeah, well, I, I think this is just a great great chance to you know offer up the suffering for, for the babies you know who are right. lost every year to, to abortion. I have a question, though, Dan. March for Life happens at the nation's capital. It has spread to state capitals, few major cities. Why Bemidji? Well, I think that it's part of it is we've always had a strong 
you know, pro-life movement in Bemidji and, uh, and wanting to keep that rolling. You know, for instance, um, on the third Saturday of the month, we have a prayer service, an ecumenical prayer service, in front of Planned Parenthood. And we've done that. And this is actually, this is the 20th year of the march in Bemidji. You know, it's, it's also tied in with, with the college, you know. Uh, let's face it, we're a college town. We have a lot of young people who, who are contemplating abortion at this point, and we want to do as much as we can to reach out to them. And uh, I've got Oak Hills Bible College right there. So our job at this point is to do the best that we can to make the awareness of, of the different options and then, of course, to raise the awareness that this is wrong and we need to reverse this. And that's, that's why Bemidji, it's, it's always been strong here. And when you're working there and when you get everything going together and you're, you're talking about making your voice be heard, you started a pretty significant location with this march. Where does it all start? Well, we start uh, right at the Beltrami County Courthouse because, of course, you're right. It, it's all about changing laws and rules and regulations. And, and by us starting at the courthouse, then we kind of tie into that right away and say we need you know, not just the state legislature, not just the federal legislation, but the local people to recognize that as well and to say this is where it starts, is right here at the local level, us, you know, reaching out to your congressman and saying let's make these changes. And so it ties in very well that we start right at the Beltrami County Courthouse. Now, there's another reason, too, that works out very nice is right across the street is our lovely St. Philip's Catholic Church, so that works out nice. And on the march route, just down around the corner, we will walk right past the Northwood Pregnancy Care Center. So, of course, that's very key to us as well because we're, we're able to say to the media that attend the event and things like that, you know, there's the option. We want you to, we want these young ladies to go to the Pregnancy Care Center, you know, and, and look at that and, and look at the different options. So it works out very well that way. So it's a great place to start from. And, and we march right past Paul and Babe, too. So <laughs> Make sure to include them. How many people attend this march usually, Dan? Usually it's right around 100 people. That's one of the things that we're trying to do is to do our best to grow it and say, you know, can we get it from 100 to 125 to 150 to eventually 200? Can we get to, you know, bigger marches? You know, we see that happening across the nation. And I think that so many of us sit back and just say, well, I'll let the other guy march. And then the other guy doesn't do it either. So I think what it has to say is you have to reach in your own heart and say, you know, there's these babies that are dying out there, and we need to be aware of that, and we need to protest. We need to say enough is enough. We need to end this. So so that's why I want to see it continue to grow and to, to grow. It's kind of been stagnant. We don't want stagnant. We want growth at this sure. point. Well, and this is our opportunity to help that grow. And so you're gathered with about 100 or so of your best friends um, fighting for life. But besides marching, do you gather together? Is there some speaking that happens as well? Is there a presentation of any sort? Yep. We start off, uh, of course, we start off in, in right in front of the courthouse. And we have uh, uh, a couple different ministers who are going to start off with prayer services there. And then we do the march. But then when, we're, when we come back is really when... The program takes place, and uh, this year we're really, really thrilled because we've been trying to figure out for years, was there a young lady out there uh, who maybe was contemplating an abortion who would come and tell her story that took that other route? And mm-hmm. this year we actually have that. So there's a young lady wow. who, who uh, was going to have an abortion. She found out about the pregnancy care center. She went to the pregnancy care center. They did an ultrasound for her. She saw her baby and decided, no, I'm not doing this. 
Wow. You know? Praise God. Yeah, praise God. And and so the best part about it is, is now she's gone beyond that, and she's now an advocate there. So she is brought in to talk to other young women who are considering it, and she tells her story to them. Well, she's going to come and share her story along with the director of the Pregnancy Care Center. So we're going to get to hear from her, you know, that we need to not just change the laws, but also to create awareness that there are other options out there, you know, so that they can yeah. see the Pregnancy Care Center. And, you know, the Knights of Columbus, uh, I think it was three years ago, we put a new ultrasound machine in there. And it's kind of one of those things where the director of the care center will tell you, when they see that baby, that's kind of one of those changing times in a lot of lives. And, and, and a lot of them do change and decide, no, I'm not going to abort this. This is a baby. <laughs> so that's when the change happens. We're talking with Dan Voss right now with the Knights of Columbus in Bemidji, talking about the March for Life in Bemidji that's coming up, I believe it's this Saturday, January 21st at noon. Now, you mentioned about the Knights of Columbus, Dan. One thought that I had was, you're the Grand Knight, correct? Correct, yep. Yes. So you're the Grand Knight for the council. Whenever we get into some pro-life discussions, there's always this idea among usually among the pro-choice people, that men don't belong in the conversation of what should happen to, to the babies because it's a mother's decision. What do, you, what do you say to that, especially as a knight of, of Columbus, uh, participating in the event, the, the March for Life, but then also praying outside of the Planned Parenthood monthly? I think that, first off, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. This is an issue that faces all of us. It takes two people to make a baby. And when an abortion takes place, it's not just the woman who has all of the pain that she has to live with for the rest of her life. You know, uh, the man hurts, too. You know, and I think that, that people don't think about that. This is, this is a baby that was made by two people, not one. Um, and again, it's, it's something that we need to realize that, yes, uh, the woman has to carry that uh, child to birth, but at the same time, that, that baby is as much of the father's as it is the mother's. And that's one of the things that I know that the Pregnancy Care Center here has actually started a men's support group now because of this as well. So they realize that it's not just the woman's issue anymore, that the man is hurting as much as the woman. Maybe he had no say, and she went and got that abortion. And at the same time, if we can educate the men, the young men, then maybe they can talk to their uh, the person, the mother, in this case, and get her over to have that ultrasound and see what other options are out there. And, you know, and there are so many. I my brother in law has couldn't have children on his own. Great Catholic family couldn't uh, have children, and he's adopted two child, two children since then. They're, they're now 24 and 20, and was able to raise two wonderful, beautiful girls. And it's a perfect example. His oldest mm-hmm. daughter uh, was uh, uh, two college students in school going on for their master's. I ended up having a pregnancy. Luckily, rather than abort, they decided to put the child up for adoption. She went full term, and there's my lovely niece right now who... 
know? <laughs> so lots of great stories out there. Right, definitely. And as we speak about all these things, you know, one thing I'll add is that I've often been told it's three to make a baby. That is the father, the mother, yeah. and God, right? I mean, God, right. And, and so it's not just the mom's decision or the dad's decision or each of their decision collectively, but I think God should be involved. Dan Voss, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us and, and having this event. It's coming up Saturday, January 21st at noon. Uh, come and take part in this pro-life march starting at the Beltrami County Courthouse on Saturday. The invocation and speakers will take place prior to the start of the march, and then um, you can furnish your own sign if you've got one, and um, there's going to be a soup and sandwich lunch that will be served following at St. Philip's Social Hall. So bring the whole family down to participate in this special March for Life in Bemidji. You can take part in it regardless of where you're at from the listening area. Um, Let's expand that to more than just the 100 people. All right, Dan, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for having me there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, it's time for another quick break. When we return, we're going to make the fastest dash around the upper Midwest you can make as we find out what's happening in your neck of the woods in our 10-minute tour, and later, a healthcare practitioner who puts faith first in your healing. We'll hear more about that on the other side of the break on the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from Mystic Monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. There's a certain amount of trust uh, in the people who are in the ministry of providing Catholic radio and in the programming that they bring on for people. Mm-hmm. And I found in the beautiful story of Real Presence Radio here such a wonderful job that these people do that people come to expect and know that what they're going to hear is what they should be able to hear. So it's a real mission. The bishops are behind it. I've had the privilege of getting a call 
from members of the board saying, Bishop Hebner, would you be interested to give Bishop Serba a call over in Duluth? We think maybe there's an opportunity for a station there, and I'm more than happy to do that. And Bishop Serba takes that call and says, oh, that's wonderful. You know, I, I, I'm certainly interested in that. So all of a sudden, there's something in Duluth. I had the privilege of calling Bishop Quinn in Winona not too long ago. Uh, would you mind calling Bishop Quinn in Winona? Oh, I'd be glad to do that. Now, look at where the spirits led it, and Winona's on board. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on Real Presence Live and being a part of your family of faith and hope. This is Michael Wilde, and I'm joined by my good friend, Brandon Clark. And he is sitting there diligently as we continue to move (laughs) along in this show um, and uh, and really enjoy the all these conversations. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for this next segment. There's the sound effect. It's time to begin our 10-minute tour. And we're going to start in Grand Forks with the Nice of Columbus breakfast. We have Ryan on the phone. Ryan, thanks for being with us. Do you want to tell us about the breakfast? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, we are having our uh, Nice Columbus breakfast for... Uh, to support a seminarian on uh, January 20th. It's coming Sunday. Uh, we're serving from 8 a.m. to noon. Uh, menu includes uh, pancakes, waffles, biscuits and gravy, um, Langdon-Locker sausage, I believe we're having now, um, hash browns, eggs, all the fixings for a great breakfast. Uh, and that's at St. Mary's Catholic Church, Grand Forks. Uh, 216 Belmont Road. Nice. Ex- excellent. And, and Ryan, uh, usually breakfasts have some uh, some form of, uh, or, or some organization they help support. Uh, is there one for this yeah. one? Yeah. Um, we're uh, through the RSVP program with Knights Columbus. If you're not familiar, it's uh, uh, Refund Supportive Seminarian uh, program. Uh, for every $500 that we donate or support a seminarian with the Knights of Columbus Supreme Council refunds us back a hundred mm-hmm. so it really only costs the council 400 when it's all said and done Excellent. so then we've got a little bit more to do something else with but yeah our uh, our main focus with this breakfast is to support uh, specifically one of our local seminarians Riley Durkin excellent then the details one more time Ryan which Just details the, the, menu? the date the date, the date and time, time? yep Date and time, uh, this Sunday, January 20th, at uh, 8 o'clock, serving until noon at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Grand Forks. Excellent. With pancakes, waffles, sausage, biscuits, and gravy. Uh, my mouth is starting to water. I am so <laughs> interested in that. Thank you so much for being with us, Ryan, and God bless your work with that. So we're going to move on a little bit down to southern Minnesota. And in fact, um, there's two opportunities for this. But we're going to talk about the one that's coming up on January 25th and 26th in Wyndham. It's the Practicing and Teaching Forgiveness Retreat. And this is a short overnight retreat is meant to help a person learn why disciples of Christ are urged to forgive, how we prayerfully practice forgiveness with God's help, and how to share the gift of teaching others how to forgive. Um, Retreatants will have the opportunity to practice a private prayer exercise of forgiving another person in your life for wrongdoing. Um, This retreat runs Friday evening through Saturday. It's a mid-afternoon event, or or, sorry, Friday 
Friday evening through Saturday mid-afternoon. This conference will be interspersed with meals, silent prayer, and Saturday morning mass. So it's a really great event. Uh, the retreat cost is $30 for the retreat, $70 for the retreat with the overnight stay. And more information is available on the Diocese of Winona Rochester webpage. And that's happening in Wyndham. Heading a little further north in Minnesota and eh, probably a little bit back to the west is the Clergy Appreciation Night. The Moorhead Knights of Columbus invite you to the 40th Annual Clergy Appreciation Night on Tuesday, January 29th at the Young Comps Center in Moorhead. It's a wonderful evening celebrating the clergy of our area. The social hour starts at 6, there'll be dinner at 7, and guest speaker, you probably know him well if you have heard about the University of Mary, Monsignor James Shea, who is the president there. Reserve tickets and table sponsorships are available by calling 218-790-5399, 218-790-5399, or at St. Joseph's and St. Francis de Sales Churches in Moorhead. It's clergy night. Brought to you by the Moorhead Knights of Columbus, the 40th annual one, Tuesday, January 29th, at the Young Comps Center in Moorhead. And excellently, we have the, our next guest in in studio. Good morning, Brian. Uh, tell us about your event that you've got Good coming up. Good morning. Yes, we have a special event. Bison Catholic has never done this before. It is our inaugural Crafting Vocations event, and it is going to be on Saturday, January 26th at Prairie Brothers Brewing Company. And this is, yeah, we've never done something like this. This is more of a kind of a social, a fun thing. It is a uh, an event where a ticket for an individual is $40 or a couple would be $75. And that would get them three drinks and appetizers there with us. But this is just an event to celebrate the vibrant vocations God is bringing at NDSU through the Newman Center. And it's been just a really blessed time, especially here in the last 14, 15 years. Great. And so Crafting Vocations is the title of it. Obviously a play on craft brews. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and on vocations that we're building uh, th- through many different efforts. So, um, And I imagine that some of the funds will help support that as well, or is it, or yes. is it really just yes. to offset the cost? Because there certainly would be a cost involved in having this opportunity for craft brews and appetizers, right? Yeah, absolutely. It is all all, ben- all proceeds are going to benefit the work at Bison Catholic, the ministry, all that work that goes into um, allowing God to craft vocations. That's that's what this is going to be supporting. So, it should be yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And it is yeah, Saturday. It's six to nine p.m. And unlike banquets we've done before, this is really not a you have to be there at six. You have to leave there at nine. You sure. can come. You know when it works for you. You can leave when you want. You just got to purchase your ticket, and you can do that at bisoncatholic.org. And you can find crafting vocations and buy a ticket, or you can call the Newman Center, and we'll set you up that way. And that number is 701-235-0142 if you want to get uh, the tickets over the phone. 701-235-0142. And that's at Prairie Brothers Brewing Company in Fargo on Saturday the 26th. Thanks so much for being with us, Brian. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. All right, we're going to head over to Faustin, Minnesota. The Diocese of Crookston is hosting a workshop for youth ministers, catechists, clergy, and volunteers who work with young people. Michael, that's always the question, right? How, how do we reach our young people? How do we work with our young people? And this is a youth ministry workshop to, to help look at just that. It's right. on Saturday, January 26th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Foston. 
Yeah, there's so much effort that has to go into it, and we and we take it for granted sometimes. But this is open to anyone who's involved with the catechesis of the young people. Um, and so, if you're listening and you're in the diocese of Crookston area and and can get to this, it's really a great opportunity yeah. um, to be involved in that and to continue to grow in your efforts. Right, um, and so. and the event is led by Everett Friss. Fritz, excuse me, Everett Fritz, who is the author of The Art of Forming Young Disciples. Cost of the workshop is $10. If you want to sign up, you can also, you can email Bob Noel at bnoel at crookston.org. bnoel at crookston.org or crookston.org slash Everett for that event. All right, so we're going to move over to the uh, South Dakota side of the border, a little west and a little south, and we're going to hear about Harvesting Hope at Abbey of the Hills. Harvesting Hope is an event that's happening Friday and Saturday, February 8th and 9th. So you've got a little bit of time to sign up for this. It begins at 6.30 p.m. with supper, and then um, it's an ecumenical farmer and spouse retreat. I mean, how cool is this? Farmers and their spouses um, are, are going to be able to come together at the Abbey of Hills Inn and Retreat Center on January 7th. Um, and is a night away just what you need? You can register for this free will offering event, Harvesting Hope, on February 8th and 9th at the Abbey. Take a moment for you and your spouse to come to the Abbey of the Hills for a one-night retreat. We invite you to leave your worries and concerns behind and then uh, sign up. So details can be found at abbeyofthehills.org. That wraps up our 10-minute tour for today. We feature this every Real Presence Live from 10.20 to 10.30 a.m. Central Time. If you have an event you'd like featured, if you'd like to come on the radio for a couple minutes like Brian or like Ryan, please call me, Brandon Clark. (laughs) That's so weird to say. Please call me, Brandon Clark, at 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, and we'd be happy to feature it. Excellent. It's so fun to hear all these events, and, and praise God for all the people that make those many things happen, and uh, please keep them all in your prayers, if, and uh, reach out and do attend those things. We're not just sharing them, but we really want you to um, be able to be a part of those things. And so... Um, uh, we also want to let you know that we're going to coming up on a break and we're going to talk with a healthcare provider on the other side of the break who looks at illness with a fresh eye and faith-filled eyes. Um, and later on, it's like what it's like to be adoptive parents. We're going to find out from adoptive parents here in the studio. So stick with us once again on Real Presence Live. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Unipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877 well, it's extremely important. Uh, our first adventure into television and radio was through EWTN and watching Mother Angelica saying the rosary with her. 
watching numerous programs and when our bishop Robert Gruce asked if we would be uh, involved in bringing a radio station to western South Dakota we jumped at the opportunity and we were uh, involved in the original fundraising for purchasing of a transmitter facility and the licensing etc and we're just ecstatic about the fact that we now can reach so many more people. Our state is small population, great distances between mm -hmm. right. locations, and radio is an absolute necessity for reaching out to those. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Thank you so much for sticking with us here on Real Presence Live. We are back and we are continuing the fun action and being involved with you and talking about so many aspects of life and defending life and so much wonderful stuff. Um, and Brandon, for this segment, we get to talk about healing life and, and caring yes. for life. Um, we're joined now on the phone by Debbie O'Meara, and Debbie is a functional medicine doctor in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester area, and um, we are so grateful to have you here. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning to you. And first, I want to offer my sympathy, and uh, you um, lost your sister within the last week or so here, and uh, we pr truly pray that her soul may rest in peace and that her family and yours are also at peace. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. And, you know, you had told me that you, I asked even if you were sure that you wanted to do this interview in the timing, and you seem really resolved to, to make sure that you're, you're charging ahead and forging ahead in um, the work that you do. So can, for our listeners, can you explain what functional medicine is and, uh, and what you do in your work? Um, functional medicine is, is actually it's an emerging field. It's a body of work that we bridge the gap between traditional medicine and a self-care approach. Um, it is a wonderful addition or an alternative to many times to traditional medicine, and it works really well for patients that are struggling with chronic disease or symptoms. Um, what we do in functional medicine is we seek to identify and correct the underlying internal stressors um, inside the body that leads to the patient's health complaints. So we look within what we call hidden stressors, and that would be within the hormone, immune system, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and the nervous system. Wow. So we, we look for the root cause, yeah. and then we go about healing that through natural approach. 
Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Debbie uh, Brandon Clark here, and uh, you know uh, my my doctor actually is a naturopathic doctor, and so w- what I what I loved about I was I was a little skeptical at first. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but but what I love about it is it's it's not it's no longer a band aid. You know, if something's wrong, like you have a headache, you you, you don't just take uh, you know ibuprofen to get rid of the headache. You find out what's causing that headache, and and oftentimes you end up chasing some problems. But but the whole goal is is total body health. Correct. 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 And we spend a lot of time right now taking you know pain blockers and, and blocking our pain receptors and things like that, when we're really not dealing with why the immune system is triggered and, to begin with. And that's what we find out through our you know, stool, blood, saliva testing and things like that. Right. You're running all those lab works, all those things. I mean, so it's not just that you're saying, here, take this natural remedy, but you're, you're looking at what is going on biologically and really trying to help people get to the root of the cause um, in, when you're working in your practice in functional medicine. In fact, Debbie, you this summer um, presented at the Catholic Medical Association Convention. Is that correct? What topic did you present and how was that received? That's correct, and the name of my presentation was um, Natural Approach to Restoring Health. And what I really focused on was how functional medicine is that alternative to medication that we normally give people. Um, You know, functional medicine has been out there for over 40 years studying uh, chronic disease. And um, I, I really did present a better approach to patients that would like to take more control over their health and restore the body naturally by not only finding the root cause for the illness, or symptoms, but also utilizing what we call the DRESS program, which is actually an acronym for diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation. So um, I did also present several case studies um, where patients were diagnosed with diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis, and after running labs and finding the root cause, we healed naturally, and they're off all medications today, and they're living a happy life. Um, So it's just, you know, we have studied that, angle for so long. We have always looked into the chronic, and we, we really have studied microorganisms, which is really the driver of a lot of people's chronic problems, because the immune system doesn't see the microorganisms that are inside of the body that are breaking it down. Yeah, we're talking with Debbie O'Meara, a functional medicine doctor from the Winona Rochester area, and we're talking this morning about what functional medicine is and and how that plays in with with our faith. And uh, Debbie, a question I have for you is, you talked about the a natural approach to restoring health. So we talk about uh, the many different forms of health, right? Spiritual health, emotional mm-hmm. health. Uh, how important is it for us, uh, let's just bring it to a Catholic level, as Catholics to just take care of our bodies? That's a really good question, because that is kind of where I started this whole thing to begin with, is I do, Christ does play a very important part in my practice, and I feel like it does, first and foremost, Christ, God is the only healer, and I do emphasize that to everyone as they move through the treatment program, as well as understanding that a big part of serving the Lord is also serving and taking good care of the temple that the Holy Spirit resides in. Um, God did give us a very powerful defense system known as our immune system, and it's up to us as Christians to listen to it and to find out why it is keeping inflammation elevated. We run the appropriate labs, find the root cause, and begin revealing the problems to the immune system so it can attack it rather than fight against our bodies. 
Um, I really feel that immunosuppressants only keep the immune system suppressed and they weaken our bodies against other infections that we may come in contact with on a day-to-day basis. Um, I do not believe this is God's best for his children. He wants us to be happy, healthy, and whole to serve him the way it was intended. Uh, we can't serve others if we're so focused on our own pains and weaknesses that we're struggling with. And I do believe this keeps us from finding our divine life purpose, which we're all given at birth from God. And Debbie, you are so faith-filled and so um, oriented and centered on on God and and His care for us, and still doing all the medical technologies and the, the lab work and such. But there you are working in Rochester. It's referred to as Med City, you know, medical city uh, where mm-hmm. where the world goes really for their medical treatments. What are your hopes for functional medicine and traditional medicine working together in the future? Well, my goal is to eventually see traditional and functional medicine join forces to begin really healing people and turn healthcare into what it was intended. Um, right now, we do have, I think, a broken down healthcare system. We're more, fo- we're more focused on disease care instead of healthcare. Uh, we no longer build up health and educate people on how to take care of themselves and participate in the healing of their own bodies. Uh, popping a pill or two has become a norm. And many times the patient is very dissatisfied with the side effects, and they never truly do get well. Um, All it really does is buy time for a compromised and broken down body where it really needs to be built up and restored. And many times people come to me and they want to know what they can do. They want to change. They want to make a difference in their own health care, and they have no participation in that. And um, so my goal would be is to join forces and, and be able to to work together, you know, for acute and chronic cases. Right. That you're working side by side. Right. Uh, we just have a, a minute left here. I know it is possible. I, I know it, places like India and France and England, traditional medicine does work with functional medicine um, at a greater degree. Well, one thing I just want to highlight here quick, you know, you talked about the, the popping a pill to try and just delay the inevitable. Um, when, when working with functional medicine, it does take time, though, correct? Correct, it does. And it is, it is a natural healing, so it does take, I always tell people it could take anywhere from six months to a year running through a treatment program. But they will continually feel better as they move through the program. And the good news is you're finding out what's wrong, and you're getting rid of it. The inflammation will go away. The immune system will calm down and settle down as you get rid of what's going on in the body, the, you know, the overgrown microorganisms, whatever the infection is, is causing all the pain. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. I'm sorry that we're already out of time. It's Debbie O'Meara. She is uh, a functional medicine doctor in the Rochester area. Health and Healing MN, I believe, is your website. Thank you so much Mm -hmm. for being with us. And it's time for us to take our last break of the morning. But, folks, we want you to stay with us because when we return on Real Presence Live, even if you're listening to the podcast or Real Presence Radio Network app, or the rebroadcast on Saturday, you're going to hear from a beautiful family about how they welcomed the gift of life into their home and what it's like to go through the adoption process. We'll hear about it right after the break on Real Presence Live. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. 
Now. This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers including Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the saints and sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labarade Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166594. If you felt God's call to serve the Church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The Church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic Philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the Church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu slash serve. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. Here's a special programming note. This Friday, Real Presence Radio will once again be carrying the March for Life live on the radio, online, and on our app, thanks to great EWTN coverage. New this year, from 8.20 to 11.30 a.m. Central Time in the breaks between coverage, we'll have interviews from several of our listening areas with local people who are in Washington, D.C., preparing for the march that afternoon. Be sure to tune in. Thanks for listening to Real Presence Radio. The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzig Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzig Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. Welcome back, and thanks for sticking with us here on Real Presence Live. We continue to chug along, but before we move into our next segment, I do want to regroup. We were just speaking with Debbie O'Meara um, from Health and Healing uh, Efforts her um, with Functional Medicine in Rochester, excuse me, and um, I want to redirect you. I gave the wrong web address, so you can check out, if you were looking for more information on functional medicine, autoimmuneangels.com. It's www.autoimmuneangels.com angels all one word all of that run together.com so sorry about that but debbie thank you so much for your work and thanks for being on with us so we've been talking about protecting life debbie was telling us yeah. about healing life standing and for life standing up for life marching for life and all of the different efforts that are going on um and our next guest uh um half of our next guest 
came in and said, aren't you glad not to be on a bus right now? Um, and, and it's mixed feelings. It's a bittersweet feeling to not be on a bus right now. Jeff and I uh, spent uh, one year we were on a bus, not an entire year, um, but one year we were able to be at the March for Life together. So um, Jeff Benda and, and his wife Melissa Benda are with us here to talk a little bit about their life. And, uh, and uh, I think maybe we should just start with an introduction. So... Um, Ladies first, Melissa, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here to talk a little bit more about um, our family. Yeah. So tell us about your family. Uh, what's, uh, I mean, we can kind of jump around here, but uh, I think maybe we should let our listeners in on, on kind of what we have going on here with your family and um, why we're talking this morning. Well, we are the, we've been a family through the adoption process that so that's how Jeff and I and Lucia came to be a family of three, was yeah. through that process. So I'm sure. not sure if you want me to go into more no, now or great. later. So, Jeff, why adoption? Why was adoption what you chose? Um, we've been, I remember how many years we had been married. We're coming up on... Five. Yeah. Um, it's okay. So we'd been married for five years uh, at the time, and... Um, kids weren't happening at um and so we just decided to go with the with the adoption process and um through some through prayer and um talking it out with each other that that's what we decided to do so yeah. sure. we just started the process in a uh it was january mm -hmm. and um uh it was january of 2014 january 2014 yep and it was actually just happened to be um, Lucia's future godfather, Monsignor Wald, had um, given me a gift that was the exact amount we needed for the application fee. Wow. Wow. So we, I just came home and told Melissa, I said, maybe this is God telling us that this is maybe what we should do. So, yeah. um, so we started like right after that Christmas at January. And I think it was about a six-month process of classes and paperwork and... And before we got on the list um, that summer, and then it was a year wait for us. So, yeah. Now we we have a good working relationship with Catholic Charities. We we uh, we've had them on to talk about the beauty of adoption. Mm -hmm. um, as you guys worked with them, you know, what was that process like, and and was it was it easy to work with them? We actually Catholic Charities wasn't taking at the time. We couldn't go through Catholic Charities because they didn't. They weren't accepting um, new, new, fam new families because they didn't oh, have space. Okay. So we actually went. Um, so at the time, yeah. I was working for the Village Family Service Center, okay. who um, does that through LSS. Um, and obviously, working for the village, I knew the director. I knew the program well, um, and it just seemed kind of like a natural fit, sure, actually, sure. for that time. Um, so it was really a neat experience um, for us to kind of just for me, run downstairs and ask her questions about it um, as Jeff and I were working through um, deciding what our next steps would be prior to that application because we arrived at that decision differently um, yeah. at different times. You mean the two of you arrived at that decision, the decision to adopt differently at different times? Yes. Yes. Are you going to have a fight about it? No. You're giving me no. Eye no. <laughs> no, not at all. She loves to share that. So, <laughs> so tell us about that a little bit. Sure. Um, so... Jeff and I had been married three years um, and had gone, you know, into the medical side of things. And neither one of us, um, there were no medical reasons why we could not conceive and have biological children. 
so Jeff's oldest brother um, was adopted. Um, so he was familiar with it. It was part of their family. Um, I had not, but it was something that even right away when we were married, talking about family, it's never a guarantee. You never know what life is going to throw you. And right away, we both said, absolutely, we would be open to adoption and growing a family that way. Well, fast forward a couple more years, here we are in this situation um, where we wanted a family and it wasn't happening through the biological process. And one day at church, after communion, I had was praying and um, I just remember everything kind of going away. And it was just this vision and this light. And it was a voice that said, Melissa, you will not have biological children. And Mm. after that Mm. message, after that voice, I had complete peace. And that isn't something that you would necessarily have complete peace. So I told Jeff and he said, no, that didn't happen. It's okay. We're not there yet. And I'm like, okay, well, I know what I know and I'll wait for you to get there yourself. I, I can understand where you're coming from. My wife and I have been married for uh, a little over four years, and we also have not been able to have children yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she, of course, brought up the idea of adoption like right away. And I'm like, I, I don't, I, I'm not there. <laughs> I, right. I, I'm just, I'm not quite there. I, I, I need to know some other things. I need, I need to work through it. I need to pray through it. So, I, I mean, what, what was that like for you, Jeff? Um, yeah, I want to be supportive of, of Melissa and um, God speaking to her, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult when you want to have a family um, and um, you want to try to um, create that child together. Um, yeah, so it was just a different way of, of having to um, look on it and pray about it. Mm-hmm. And so I needed a little bit more time on that. So, yeah. And but, as a man, what is a little bit more time? What did it take? <laughs> was it two years? <laughs> Um, I want to say it's probably another year. Another year, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But um, great process. I mean, when we got on the uh, when we got on the list, um, and we sat there and waited. I know different people have different processes. Um, you might get picked, and um, uh, you know, and then you get to meet with the the birth mom or maybe even both birth parents, and you might have months at a time. Um, I got a call on a Wednesday afternoon about two o'clock saying, um, Jeff, there's uh, a baby girl in Bismarck. Mm-hmm. And we, if you and Melissa are willing to accept this, we need you there tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mm. So <laughs> what's, what's going through your mind at that point? Um, I was at work and started crying and walked out of the office. And I remember I was working at Holy Spirit up on the north side at the time, and I just remember um, Father Moen was our pastor, and I just remember um, only told him, and I just said, I think there might be a baby in Bismarck. I'm leaving now, and I don't know when I'll be back. <laughs> um, and walked out, and I actually got to, to um, and it was stayed on the phone with the counselor and got all the information, got to drive to Melissa's work, and um, walked in in the middle of the afternoon um, and got to share and tell her. Um, we had just left Bismarck, um, staying with her brother and his wife. Um, so I, we had to call, got to call and, um, um, say we're on our way back. Um, and so we headed, we headed there, um, and met with the birth mom, um, the next morning. Um, and it was a beautiful thing. She had told us, uh, she 
one of the in asking it, she asked one of the questions. Um, she said, "Are you religious?" And she, and we said, "Yeah, um, we actually are. I work for the church." And she said, "Well, I don't want you to be offended. I'm not." Um, and my two boys. She had two boys previous. Um, she said, um, "I'm not religious, but I want that for my daughter." Hmm. Wow. Um, and I want her to know that there's a better life after this one. Sure. And um, it was just it was beautiful. Um, and that was a beautiful moment for us. Wow. And, um, so, uh, yeah, we took her home that day. Wow. Back to Fargo. What a beautiful story. We're with uh, <clears throat> Melissa and Jeff Benda telling us their wonderful story. And unfortunately, we've, we've already run out of time, folks. And so um, what would you like, Melissa, for um, couples who are waiting and hoping, what would you like them to know? Um, every process is a little bit different. And I think at the end of the day, you just have to believe. Um, that if this is what God wants for you and your family, then it will come to be. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I think calling, um, calling those organizations, calling, contacting, if you're thinking about it, they have the information and you want, need all the information if you're going to, if you're going to make a good decision and pray about it. So call Catholic charities or call, whether it's the village family service center, what, whatever it is, um, get the information. Um, and then you can start, um, you know, Prayerfully um, deciding. Yeah, then you have right. all the information to really uh, make a prayerful decision. And we definitely skipped over several of our questions this morning, and one of them was about your prayer life. So thank you so much for sharing your story. We know that that was such an important part of that, and you shared a great uh, story, Melissa, as far as that prayer um, being a part and open to God's will. So thank you so much for being with us. Unfortunately, Brandon, we got to keep on rolling <laughs> the along. The show is rolling along, and that means we have to bring back an Eli the to bridge find troll. out... Yes, the bridge troll. Was that on the air? Did you say that Did on the air? Did you say that on the air? <laughs> uh, we have to bring back an Eli for a preview of tomorrow's show. All right, here's what's coming up tomorrow. 9 to 11 a.m. Central right here on Real Presence Radio, hosted by Father James Gross and Father Jason Laffer. We know about the, po- the political efforts to try and protect the unborn, but did you know that there's a specific day of prayer for this effort as well? Well, the Diocese of New Elms, Father Craig Timmerman, will tell us more about this day and why it's important to keep the spiritual battle for life as well, alive as well. Can a bishop retire? If so, what does their retirement look like? How does that even happen? We'll ask Bishop Paul Swain of the Diocese of Sioux Falls these questions as he shares about the next steps now that he has submitted for retirement. And have you ever wondered why Catholic couples seeking to get married have to wait at least six months before sharing their vows? We've all seen and heard those who tie the knot within a few months or even weeks. So why is the church behind the times? That's why we'll find out as we visit with the Diocese of Winona Rochester's Bishop John Quinn. That and a whole lot more coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on The Real Presence Radio. Awesome. Thanks, Eli. And uh, just a note that uh, Father James Gross, Father Leffer hosting together for the first time. We've teamed them up, so uh, we're very excited for for that. And they will have straight talk from 9.30 to 10, so you can call in with your questions for either of them. Um, I mean, you got two priests on there ready to tackle uh, pretty much any questions, so it yeah. should be... It uh, would be hard to stump that pair of yes, priests, actually. Yes. <laughs> and, and they're great. They're so. great. I, I do want to clear something up. A, a caller, thank you for calling in, uh, called in to talk about uh, the date for the Bemidji March for Life. We had said Saturday, January 21st. That was incorrect. It's Saturday, January 19th. So... The March for Life in Bemidji is Saturday, January 19th at noon, and there'll be an invocation and speakers, and then the march 
and uh, soup and sandwich lunch will be served following that. So Saturday, January 19th, the March for Life in Bemidji. And please continue to pray for all those folks that are traveling to be a part of or that are already in the midst of the March for Life. Um, it's so important to be aware uh, of the of their needs, but also pray for your senators, pray for your the legislators, pray, pray for our government so that they can be open to the many great ways that we can cherish life and celebrate life in our world. Absolutely, and don't forget too, we have great EWTN coverage carried by Real Presence Radio of the March this Friday with some local interviews new this year so a a lot of great things happening we're continuing on with the theme of life tomorrow and friday should be great michael take care god bless you all this has been real presence live on the rpr network real presence live brings you local hosts and guests every tuesday wednesday and thursday morning from 9 to 11 central hear the encore of the tuesday show on saturday from 6 to 8 a.m central the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live, on the Real Presence radio network.